For Truth with a Texas Twain, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Luke 2.19. We're going to be having an amazing conversation today. I am so excited about it. But before we begin, I want to thank Home Instead Senior Care because they provide trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. And we are so grateful for them to them for this opportunity. I am proud and, and humbled to in, introduce and welcome my friend, Dr. Stan Ward, to the show. Stan, welcome. Hi, Kathy. Thanks for the welcome. I'm just so and glad you're here. Stephen Curtis Chapman at the beginning of the show too. Just have to say, I haven't <laughs> heard him in a while. So I know it's what it's kind of our family's theme song. So there was no question about what we wanted to start with. Thank you for that. I hope he hears yeah. this, and maybe he'll come on my show someday. Um, I do want to just tell my listening friends so they'll know why I'm so excited about you as a guest. I've known Stan for a long time, long enough that I forget to call him Dr. Ward, but he is a leadership consultant, educator, and a coach who coaches other leaders. His resume is long and extensive. He presents often. He has a PhD in leadership studies from Dallas Baptist University, and he has experience in both in all kinds of education, but most recently he was dean of uh, uh, at a university called Claremont Lincoln University. I've known him long enough to know what a good man he is, and I know his family, so I know, uh, Stan, just what a beautiful job you're doing. I was so excited when I read your book. I, I want to mention that. In fact, I want to mention, before you get too far into your story, because I know I'll forget after that, but uh, I know I have it here somewhere. You're, okay, maybe you should just say it for me, because in all my notes, I'm not fine. Oh, here it is. Okay. You can find Stan at stanleyjward.com if you want to get in touch with him for some coaching or whatever. And I want you to know the name of his book is How to Beat Burnout for Yourself, Your Family, and Your Team. Stan, I was so excited to read your book. I actually read it and have already gone to Amazon to recommend it. So I did a review for you already. Oh, thank you. That's great. You're welcome. If you knew how hard it is for me to figure out how to do that, I don't know. I think Amazon just doesn't like me. Sometimes I do them and they never show up. So hopefully that one will be approved or whatever process it has to go through. And you'll see it on there up there in a few days. But in the meantime, I want you to know personally, your book is so concise, which I really admire. And especially when women feel burned out, we really need encouragement, but we don't need to look at a big fat book and think, oh, no, one more thing to do. 
So yeah, thank let's you. not add to your burnout by giving you more work, right? Exactly. And I know you understand this. So I don't want to shortchange my listening friends. I really want them to get to hear your story. Do you mind sharing with me how you became an expert on burnout? Yeah. So um, sort of like if, if your listeners are familiar with the men's hair, cl- hair care club ads from the 80s uh, where the guy said, um, you know, I'm not only the president, I'm a client. So th- that's kind of my story with, with burnout. Uh, not only am I a leadership coach who helps people deal with burnout, but I'm also a guy who's experienced it and and experienced it in various forms. And one of the reasons I was excited to connect with you and be on your show, well, one, just some background, I was raised by a single mom, and so I always appreciate moms. Um, So if any of you are a single mom, uh, let me just say on behalf of your, your children, 30, maybe 40 years from now, uh, they're, they're probably not expressing it very well now. So on behalf of them in the future, just thank you. Thank you for the work that you do. Oh, um, my and gosh. I've also been in that. Go ahead. Well, Stan, I love that you began there. I do have a lot of my single friends who listen, and I'm always saying to them, but you're proof. Children respond to sacrifice. It doesn't really matter I mean, of course, every kid probably wants two parents, but think of all the children we know that don't have that option. And you're just proof that the sacrificial love of a mother can work. I can't even say this without crying. The sacri- You are proof that the sacrificial love of a mother can, can work miracles in the life of her child. Yeah, I used to speak at, you know, I know we're getting off topic, but that's okay. I used to speak at uh, Pine Cove single parent conferences a lot and uh, would want to really emphasize that point. And that gets to the burnout piece because I've also had to be a caretaker and I know what that looks like and how demanding that could be. Uh, I, although I haven't been a single parent, I've, I've had near single parenthood in that uh, part of my story is my, my sweet wife was in a car accident, uh, that caused a head injury. And so we went through several months, if not really about a year of various physical therapies, speech therapies and, I was having to, you know, cook meals, go to the grocery store, work full time. This is also when I was working on my PhD. We had two uh, sweet daughters at home that I was also trying to take care of, and so, man, I I understand how how draining that that is. Um, and so my my heart and appreciation goes out to those folks, and that's part of the reason I, I wanted to write the book, as well as nonprofit leaders or even for profit leaders who just are deeply concerned about the people they lead as well as their productivity, right, as both relationships and results. And anyone who's in one of those spaces, you're going to feel some pressure. And the question is, what are internal resources you can develop to help you hold up under that pressure? And golly, think about, you know, COVID and all this stuff going on right now. If if you don't have those internal resources, we're just really in a world of hurt. And even with them, they're still suffering. But uh, well, I, I think you're an interesting person in this way, Stan. That was about 10 years ago when that happened, 2009. And what's interesting to me about that is because of that experience, and I, and I, you know I am a huge fan of your wife. I've told you that often. I always judge men by how they talk about their wives, and, and I knew your wife personally so and still do. And so the way you talk about her always endeared me to you anyway. But then also, I knew that for herself, she was just a, and still is, a very independent, strong, amazing woman. 
What makes you so special now is you're in a rare position. Most women understand what it means to be sandwiched between aging parents and raising kids. Almost every woman I know has been through that or is going to go through it, and they're all taking notes because they know it's coming. But it's rare for men to understand that because it rarely falls on the shoulders of a man to care for aging parents. And so being the caregiver is a whole different role. And, and I'm just so proud of you, Stan, really. Well, thank you. I, I do think some of that is uh, a testimony to the, the mom who raised me as well. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, my parents divorced when I was six. And, and my, my dad's stepmom, they're good people, too. So I don't want to shortchange them. Uh, but I lived with my mom. And so... Uh, yeah, uh, I think there was I just you, you just did what you had to do, and there was no uh, I, I really didn't stop to think about any other options. And I just do, as you know, I love Mindy deeply and dearly. Yeah. Uh, and so that just you just figure it out. Well, so tell me a little bit about because we're going to have we're going to have these two segments where we get to talk about this, and then we're going to do a second a second episode today. So I really want my listening friends to go and find that. He's going to share the wisdom that he acquired and a number of the principles that are in his books. In fact, you already got one of the quotes I pulled from your book for this show. So I've got a few more things to share. But before we get into all that, I want to remind everybody that they can find you at www.stanleyjward.com. But Stan, uh, tell me a little bit about how that felt when you were in the midst of that. How did you even realize that you were suffering from burnout? Yeah, and I don't know that. Um, so what's interesting about burnout right now is often it's classified as being mostly related to workplace stress. What right. I find in my work, though, is that it's hard to separate workplace and home. Yeah. And that extreme stress, whether it's work-related or home-related, has very similar impacts on people. Again, part of my story is to fast-forward a couple of years after this. I defended my doctoral dissertation and a week later ended up in the hospital with a bowel obstruction. And uh, the docs were like, gosh, you're a healthy 40-year-old male. You, you take good care of yourself. You shouldn't have this problem. Right. And eventually we ended up at the Mayo Clinic because the local prognosis was not good for this. And after two weeks of poking and prodding from the best medical minds in the U.S., if not the world, my doc sat me down and said, okay, Mr. Ward, tell me, how do you deal with stress? Ah, uh, wow. So stress has very real implications. Burnout is one of them. Um we're going to, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to pause you for just a second. I want to remind everyone listening, because we're fixing to have to go to a break, Stan. When we come back, um, we're going to talk some more about what those symptoms look like and also the real physical toll they can take. And Stan, don't let me forget to ask you about spiritual burnout. I know, I noticed you mentioned it in one of your articles, and I think that's, I want to send people to that article that was really beautiful. So here's what I want you to know if you're listening, especially if you're driving. Don't stop and don't text while you drive. Instead, I'm going to put all this in a blog. So if you don't have that, you can look for that on my website, Kathy, C-A-T-H-Y, 
Crafty, K-R-A, F is in Frank, B is in Victor, E is in Edward, dot com. And you can find Stan and all this good information will be built into a blog and I'll put all the hyperlinks. So we want you to stay with us. We're going to talk more about burnout and what the symptoms look like when we come back. But don't forget, you can find all this on our website, too. And don't forget about Stan's website, either, uh, www.stanleyjward at, I forgot where. Yeah, just stanleyjward.com, the easiest way. There it is. Perfect. Okay, so we'll see you in just a minute. We'll be right back. We're going to keep talking about the symptoms and how to get help. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. You ought to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door and the next house over is a grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Crafty, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, dot com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. Thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, welcome back. We're talking to Stan Ward, and I am so excited to have this smart PhD kind of leadership coach on the show. I've known him a long time. I remember when he was at Pine Cove years ago. So he's just got a long resume and he's been talking to us about what to do when you find you're stressed, you have a high level of stress, you feel burnout about your work 
it's tied to the stress that's happening at home. And in your case, Stan, you ended up at Mayo Clinic having physical symptoms and no explanation until finally your doctors helped you realize it was a your physical you were having physical manifestations of all this trauma and um, tension that was in your life because of your wife's injury. So tell me, I mean, I'm just dying to know your kids are, they were 10, about 10 at the time. And now they're got to be in their twenties. Well, yeah, almost there. So uh, Zoe, our oldest is 18 and Anna is 15. Yeah. So you really came through that. You're a, you're a champion. That's kind. Thank you. I mean, I, my personality type is such that I have a hard time receiving words like that sometimes. So I, I well, don't want to. I don't want to make myself out to be more than I am. I promise. Uh, it helps that I have supportive family. That Mindy's a champion, as you know. Yes. Um, great in laws. It's a. It really does take a village on things like this. And I, I would say that's probably the first thing for those of you that feel like you may be struggling with burnout. Is I. I'd really ask you, okay, who's your community? Um, Because to the extent that you allow yourself to receive from that community, that's important. And the the book talks, the book is this idea of self-care is not selfish, right? Oh, I love that. That is so important to remember. And I'm I'm just going to repeat the book name in case people are listening and want it. It's how to beat burnout for yourself, your family, and your team. So, Stan, I know it's one thing to tell people, as I and I so agree with you about this. It's, so, it's one thing to say you've got to let people know you need help. They assume we're perfect. I don't think of myself as perfect in any way. But people assume stuff like that accidentally. I don't know why. So how did you let your community know? How did you identify who was in your community that was safe? And how did you let them know that you really needed some help? Yeah, and, and there's the book talks about I've had multiple brushes with burnout, so I'm going to give a couple anecdotes. Oh, good. Um, one anecdote would be immediately after Mindy's accident, and a good friend of mine named Les Ellsworth, who I believe is a friend of yours oh, as well. Oh, I love uh, Les. <laughs> and he, he and I were going to church together, uh, Sunday school class together, and he reached out to me and said, hey, let's go for a walk just once a week. Just go for a walk. And at first, I was hesitant to to do that. I was like, man, I I, I got to take care of the girls and Mindy, and I go to school, and I got this job, and I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, Les is, uh, you know, he's such a fun guy. He's hard to say no to. So, you know, I'm gonna inter- I'm gonna interrupt you and say we call him Pastor Les at our house. We love him so yeah, much. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And, and and his wife came on my show. Susan Ellsworth came on and talked about breast cancer. So. If you're listening in, please look for that episode. There were two of them. She's an oncology nurse, and she gave great advice, Stan. I was so happy to have her on the show. Okay, so so I can just picture Les telling you, yes, we're going to walk anyway, even though you think you don't have time. Yeah, and so one, I would say the first thing is when people offer help, allow yourself to receive it, right? Yes. Um, the second thing, the second story I would tell is maybe about a a year after all this, I was still processing a lot of what had happened. And again, still in graduate school and working and all this stuff and realized I was just angry all the time. Oh, yeah. Started thinking, you know, and by the way, that can be a sign of burnout. And sure. So I'm the, so the glad you mentioned thought, it. And, and, and since 
since this is a faith-based show, I can make this point. I really think it's the Holy Spirit because the next thought yeah. was, Stan, your daughters will probably marry someone like you. Is Aww. this who you want them to marry? Oh. And I kid you not, I pulled over the car right then. Oh. And I thought, I, I have a friend named Chris Legg. He's a counselor. Yeah. I respect him. And I immediately called Chris. Chris. You're not going to believe this. He's been on the show, too. And his show, the downloads on it have been crazy. I, I just want to mention Chris Legg. If you haven't heard that podcast, please go find it if you're listening in. Stan, you are in such good company. Well, again, that community really is important, right? I mean, I think we're yeah. we're inadvertently reinforcing the that point of of how important community is. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so there's change. I, I follow a change model called ADKAR, A D K A R. And so change starts with a awareness. So I became aware of the need for change, with whether it was anger or um, stress or. Of course, eventually when Mayo sat me down to ask what I was doing about stress, D is desire. So you can be aware of a need for change, but if you don't desire to make the change, you won't do it. So again, with Les, you know, thankfully he was able to sort of just with his personality tap into my desire just to want to hang out with him. Uh, the desire to see my daughters have a healthy relationship, right, is what inspired me to call and reach out to Chris and try to get some help there. And uh, then by the time we got to the Mayo situation, just frankly, the desire to stay functional, uh, right, moved me forward. The K stands for knowledge. And so the reason I had to ask for help from Chris is I knew I was angry and I desired to do something about it. I was aware and I had desire, but I didn't know what to do, right? Um, the A piece is about ability or skills. And so part of my treatment at Mayo was the development of skills that can help manage stress, manage my body's response to stress, which is basically my digestive tract and just stop working. Wow. Um, and then the last piece is R, reinforcement, because you, we have to do things that, that essentially make the change sticky. And so reinforcement is commonly left off because we think, oh, yeah, I know what to do and I've got these skills and I'm good. Well, no, it, it's not going to stick unless you're intentional about reinforcement. And that's what I see a lot of the – the coaching work I do is about taking people through that full cycle from awareness to into desire to knowledge ability and then making sure reinforcements in place so that the change can stay. Wow. I love it. You know, that's kind of a big thing for me. And I actually talk about this in one of our shows about my weight because it, it's such an up and down thing. And I had Toy Martin on the show and she talked about keeping positive change so that it works, you know, so I think that's so interesting that I'm seeing this pattern in the people I invite on the show that uh, have all this great wisdom. So I'm pretty excited about that. So tell me a little bit. I'm, I'm going to talk some more about I'm going to come back to anger. I've already made a note of that on our next show that we do together today. So people mm -hmm. can look for that. I, I think that's so astute of you that you noticed that the anger was one of the symptoms. I've known you a long time, Stan. Anger is not who you are. But I can easily imagine in the circumstances, and I see this all the time, when people hit a, a, a patch of a real challenge, a trial or a trauma, they get very angry even at God. So talk to me a little bit about how that looked for you and how it felt. Sure. Um, so I, I remember a time where I sort of shook my, my fist at heaven and said, man, you've just left me in the wilderness. 
But yeah. I just felt like I was left in the wilderness. And, yeah. and then there's another one of those Holy Spirit moments of, yeah, and remember what happened the last time I led a group of people through the wilderness? <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it was, again, just that quick. If you don't think God is funny, just listen to his voice every now and then. (laughs) Wow. That's profound. Yeah. The the script the scripture the passage that came to mind is about how, you know, their shoes didn't wear out, they didn't go without food. Um and I'm I I can't quote to you where that's from. I'm gonna guess it's in Exodus somewhere, but um, I'm just laughing. You think of totally different things. You think about God's provision. I think about how long they stayed out there because they were so stubborn. Of course, I would think of that. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, I'm pessimistic enough. Thanks for reminding me. That was a 40-year 40 40 deal. You just really took yeah. me off my, my spiritual yeah. high. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, hilarious. that's hilarious. I, I love it that God deals so personally with us when we're willing for him to do that. I know sometimes people think I must be a little crazy, and I, I probably am a little crazy, but... I love that aspect of faith that if you have Jesus as your savior, what you find is his spirit talks to you in a, this very gentle, kind way and it's often funny. So I love that, that you experience that personally yourself and that what encouragement. And, and I love it that you responded so beautifully. Uh, it makes me really happy to think about a man having this full realm of experiences and then letting that turn him into the kind of father that would think ahead about what he wants his girls to anticipate in their own marriage. I love that, Stan. Thank you so much for sharing that personally with us. That That's so dear. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, I'm, I'm happy to share it, especially if it can encourage someone. I love that. I think there's a lot of moms and grandmothers out there listening that are just going, yay, God, thank you for this good man. Now, we have about two minutes, which means I can ask you one more question and you can answer quick. But so I'm going to mm-hmm. let you have the last the last thought I want you to be thinking about out of all the things you experienced, what you would want to share to encourage people today that might be going through it. Before you do, I'm going to remind people This will come out as a blog with all the hyperlinks. You'll be able to find Stan, his book. If you want him to come speak or teach at your event, or if you want him to do some personal coaching with you, all that is available on his website, and I will put that in an email to you or a blog to you. You can sign up and get it as an email at Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F-V-E dot com. Okay, Stan, you get the last word. What do you want people to know to encourage them in one minute or less? Yeah, so I used to teach humanities, and as a humanities teacher, I would tell students the basic difference between a comic story and a tragic story is that comic stories end with community, tragic stories end in isolation. And so if you're struggling with burnout and you're trying to figure out what to do, choose the path that you want to take. Do you want the comic path or the tragic path? Because if you want you want the comic ending, you've got to choose community. Oh, I love that. That is probably one of my favorite endings we've ever had on this show, Stan, really. Thank you so much for coming on today. Every word you said is going to go out and be a blessing to somebody. I am confident of that. So if you want to get that in a blog, all you have to do is sign up at Kathy Craffy, K-R-A-F-V-E.com. Or find Stan at stanleyjward.com. And we want to thank you for joining us today. We love you, and we hope you tune in again soon.
you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you again next week. Oh.